0: <laughs> I thought it was an act of kindness But it wasn't you're pushing me away <laughs> Like I love that I'm so like Trauma bonded to things And I'm like He's pushing me away This must be he likes me. Are you starting the show right now? <laughs> yeah yeah. Jaded, jaded jaded Like you anticipated Haters gonna hate it And yet yeah, It's x-rated Let my words get you faded yeah. Jaded Mano uh, we did it. Hi guys. Look, this is what I look like. Did you forget? I didn't. I think about the way I look every day. <laughs> oh man, where do I even begin? We're here um, in this vacuous space. I can see people driving by, which is not distracting at all for anybody with ADHD like me. <laughs> I just came back from uh, being on the road a little bit. I was in Virginia, as you guys know. I was in NYC, as you guys know. Now I'm back in LA where it's beautiful and there's just the right amount of anxiety in the air. Feels right. Um, I went to a wedding in the middle of the woods. It's, and we heard, sit down. You can sit down. It's okay. Dylan's here. You can't see him, but he looks like a dad on vacation per usual. I love that look, you know? he's grabbing a chair to sit. It's real dusty. Careful. Um, but yeah, I was in, uh, in this wedding in the woods and it was the most podcast about wedding because they're both comedians. I had never been to a just comedians, uh, Wedding. And it was funny because they had a podcast going the whole time. They had a photo booth and a podcast. And I thought, fucking comics. But it was like in the middle of the woods in this like little campsite in Big Indian. I had never won driven a car in New York City. It was the most exciting thing I've ever done. I got a car at JFK. We drove up. We got there. On the way there, I almost hit a deer. It was kind of crazy. See a deer in New York. I was like, whoa, they're here too. And uh We went, there was a barbecue, which was, I was like nervous because I'm going through some personal things. And I was like, oh, I'm alone at this wedding. What's it going to be like? But it was all comedians. So it was very entertaining. They fucking ruined every other wedding to come because like now I have to go to regular people's weddings with like their aunts and uncles. And and this one, it was just like, all these fucking great comics. And then after this barbecue, they were like, there's going to be a roast. You can sign up to roast the couple. And I was like, I'd rather kill a baby, literally. (laughs) I just want to relax. I don't want to, I don't want to eat shit at my friend's wedding. Like I don't want to add that to my repertoire, but anyway, we go to the barbecue and then they walk us through the woods to this little club in the middle of the woods, this little comedy club. And it's got a bar and a big stage set up. And I walk in and there's all these comics and they're all sitting around looking at their phones. Like it's a real show, baby. We're all joking. We're like, better not eat shit at this one, man. There's a lot of industry people at this wedding. You might make it after this wedding. And people were so brilliant and so funny. Yaster Lester is a comic who was there. It was one, one of my oldest friends. And he did this whole thing where he's like, actually, I saved all my text messages from when me and Robbie, that's the groom, first talked. And he like made up all these text message exchanges. It was so funny. One of them, Robbie just texted him like, am I ugly, man? Just like random shit. Just thought it was such a good idea to get roasted at your own wedding. People really crushed it. And then also Casey, the, the bride, is really into Broadway. So her family did all these different Broadway rendition songs for her. Like her whole family could sing and dance and perform. And then you're like, oh, I see where you get it from. And then we went through the wedding. We did the whole like, na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na, <succession rhy geology creativity> you know, which was very exciting. I had never really been that into a, you know, a Jewish wedding. You know, we're all dancing and did the, the chair thing. Never understood where the chair thing came from. Do you know the origin of it? Dylan's here, you guys. Dylan is here. I'm gonna take a picture of him so I can post it. I, I feel like you never. Uh, I feel like you're like faceless, you know, to to the people who listen to the podcast. I'm
1: Jewish, and I don't. I still don't understand the chair thing. I don't get it.
0: I feel like you really. I feel like it's incredible. I feel like I want to do that. I didn't want a wedding ever until this wedding. I was like, this is this makes me want a wedding. You know,
1: people think you're Jewish, so you could
0: probably everybody thinks i'm jewish so it's like who cares you can it. yeah one of the girls met me at night and was like you look so much like lady gaga and i was like before the nose job right and then the next morning she saw me and she was like not as much i don't think you look like lady gaga as much it's like so when you're drunk you think i look cute but then you don't i get kind of upset when people say that i look like lady gaga now because like she's had some work now we can we can tell And like, I almost want to be like, but these are my real cheekbones. It's kind of annoying. Like you look like somebody after they had surgery on their face. (laughs) What does that mean? I feel like I need a refresher. Got to go see Dr. Rivkin. I'm due for some Botox, some Bobo. That's what I like to call it. I'm a, a horrible mother. And I've been thinking a lot about how like Cheryl traveling everywhere is like very stressful for her because we were in New York city. And as I told you guys, she was biting fucking everybody. <laughs> like even at the wedding, people were like, Oh, she's so sweet. Can I pet her? I'm like, don't, don't do it. And immediately she snaps for them. And this morning I was opening the door and I like slammed her little foot in it and she yelped and I'll never forget. She was like, ah! Ah, fucking horrible mother. I hope she didn't break her legs. She's going to have a little tiny little dog cast. No. Why? Oh, the caffeine today is brought to you by, yes? What you looked... Do I need them? Should I have them? Will it change? I do have my Crocs on. I'm going to have different Crocs on for the next episode. Croc Life by Jade Catapretta. I'm just waiting for you guys to let me be one of your sponsors. I had cloud ones on the other day with the clouds. I was like, how imaginary is this? But yeah, I, I, I hope I didn't break my dog's foot. Oh yeah, the caffeine. Oh my God, I'm all over the place. Caffeine is brought to you by Plum & Bloom, which is an incredible black owned coffee shop here in Echo Park. You guys should go check it out. The guy started, he was a flower designer and then he opened this coffee shop. It's the most beautiful kashi, kashi shop. It's the most beautiful kashi shop you've ever been to. And I'm new to getting into matcha. People that are into matcha are those kind of people, you know? They got their little fucking whisk. They've got their little powder. They got their little kit. They travel with their dumb little kit. But now I'm like, should I travel with my dumb little kit? Should I be a, a matcha powder girl? Vote now or forever hold your peace. They didn't do that part of the wedding, by the way, where they were like, if somebody is against this wedding, stand up now. Because it wouldn't be funny if all the stand-ups got up. <laughs> like as a joke, we don't agree with this their vows were so beautiful because they're both comedians. So they're just like kind of outdoing each other on being funny. The bride was like, I can't wait to have a baby. I hope he has your eyes and my mustache. (laughs) was such a funny line. It like really got me. I don't know why mustache jokes really hit me to the core, but they do. They do. Been watching a lot of TV. You really, you've been busy doing other stuff. Yeah. Great first date. This is going really well. Yeah. Speaking of first dates, yeah. I've been really getting into this show that's like the craziest dating show out there. And it's called, is it Beast Reality or Beast Dating? Have you seen this one?
1: Is it the furries one?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Is it so they, super
1: cooked? Or is it real?
0: It's it's real. Like it's 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 a British born uh idea where these people go on dates and they're in like full costume makeup. Like really well done animal makeup like this one girl was a panda. They really do hide how people look. So cuz you know it's all about personality. It's all about personality. <laughs> but it's true we are so desensitized with like dating apps and like kind of just going like ah not the fuck that person, fuck that person. But like but then you're into this weird panda bear girl and then she takes her makeup off and you're like I just don't like the way how tiny your lips are. I don't know. That's a small thing for me. Do you have the, like what are the three top things you look for physically in a person?
1: Boobs. Boobs. Vagina. <laughs> um, uh, eyes.
0: But what if you met, okay, a girl, like, right. Everybody's like non-binary, but if you met a girl, right. Okay. And she's got these beautiful eyes and these huge tits and she's great. And then like, she doesn't have a vagina.
1: Just like Barbie doll.
0: No, she like has a penis. Oh, what if you find out that she's transitioning and she has a penis, like, would it be deal breaker or like, could you find it within yourself?
1: I would. Cause I'm really interested. I would find it within myself. I'd be completely down with two out of three.
0: Two out of three. Yeah. It's good enough. That's kind of like, sometimes I dream that like I'll meet a hot dude or I'll meet a hot girl and they have like whatever the opposite genital is. And it's just like a surprise. <laughs> why are we so fascinated with people's genitals like like the trans community is so sick of it like all we want to know is like what do you got what do you got but it's like it's really like how you can move it you know like you could have a a huge dick and it's like if you don't know how to use it and guys with huge dicks are usually huge dicks because they know they have huge dicks it's a huge it's a huge dick circle of life moment
1: such an inconvenience to have a gigantic dick.
0: I know. It's like huge boobs. Your back just hurts yeah. all the time.
1: Yeah. Overrated.
0: And then think about an uncircumcised huge dick. You got to clean all the rolls. Mm. Matcha.
1: <laughs> but if you were uh, with somebody and mm-hmm. and they had a panda mask on and you like loved their personality, but then they took it off and they were not up to snuff was... aesthetically, it would not happen.
0: It would not happen. It like one happen. of them, like all the dates, they were like, Oh my God, you're so hot. Like, cause they really did get very good looking like people in their twenties. But like there was one where she was like, I think I feel more friend vibes. <laughs> That's like, and the guy's like, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. I think I feel more friend vibes <laughs> slash yikes. That sucks. I don't know. And you keep trying to tell what they're like, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know what the perfect dating site would be. I guess just like dating outside of LA is really the way to go for me. It's difficult when everybody's in the same field. Like it's so fun going to a wedding because of that. Cause you meet people from all the other places, but you know what? I think the most awkward part of a wedding is the father daughter, like mom, son dance. Where did that, where did that come from? What Weird. I like, I think that comes from like how you used to get married for a business purpose. You know, so that's kind of like the executive meeting part of the wedding where like the executives dance. And I made them socks with their faces on it. And I was like all upset that they weren't wearing them like at the wedding. (laughs) Like, why aren't you wearing my dumb socks that I made you guys? It was funny because some people had little cabins. Like I stayed in this little cabin, but then other people stayed in yurts. And I think that they were like, cool, a yurt, glamping. It's so exciting. But like when it came to the reality of being like hot upstate New York, no central air, like you could definitely tell which guests stayed in cabins and which guests stayed in yurts. You're like, oh boy, a little bit of a sweaty bath, huh? I've been thinking a lot about how we're all like traumatized from COVID, but like, we're all, it's all just starting to come up, you know, now that we're like trying to navigate being regular people again. And like, do we go bowling? Is that disgusting? Or like, who are we, you know? And I've been making fun of it, comparing it to a cast, but it's so true. We think, Oh great. We had a break. Yeah. I'm going to get a brand new leg out of this. And then you realize that your leg's been marinating in sweat. Oh my God. Dylan has COVID. You got the Delta variant?
1: I've been feeling like shit lately.
0: Oh, my God. If you're sick and you get me fucking sick from this. I've been
1: feeling terribly lately.
0: Is it just because you're like a bubble boy and you don't have an immune system anymore? I think so, yeah. (laughs) Man of many words always, you know. It's really good. There's just butterflies hanging around. After I did my special, I feel like I really am Snow White. Like, animals are just tracing behind me so I can hit their paw in a door and make them cry. I think about like, um, how I travel and I travel, I pack and I travel in a way that I think like a purge is about to happen. Like I'm ready to go. Like I, when I'm like walking through the airport and I see people who have like their pillows and like a blanket and all this other shit, I'm like, you'd be the first one killed in the airport purge. Like I look at moms traveling with children and I'm like, that's, that's that bitch would survive. People that have multiple children and travel with them are warriors. Like I can, I I travel with Cheryl pretty like aggressively and like efficiently, but like there are days where I'm like, oh, it would be so nice to just be by myself traveling, you know? And then I see these pieces of shit. They're like, you know, just like full, they don't even understand they're in public. I'm like, what are we doing? What are we doing? I traveled on a brand new plane from JetBlue the other day. It was really exciting. I was kind of pissed cuz I bought like an extra legroom seat and then they changed it and I was like, "Well, I need a new. I need my seat back." I was like real sassy. And this guy was like helping me for JetBlue and he did this thing where he kind of like how do I even describe it? He goes, this lady paid a lot of money for her seat. Like kind of like condescending, like making fun of me for being like, Hey, I want my money back. If this, it was a hundred bucks. Okay. I'm just going to put it out there. It was a hundred bucks for this like better seat. And then they moved it back to like a regular seat. I was like, I want my fucking money back. Anyway, they were like, we can't because it's a brand new flight. So we'll give you this, whatever, equivalent seat. I was like, fine. And they're like, and there's a bunch of new treats. There's going to be a bunch of treats on the plane for you guys. I was like, what? That's exciting. Immediately forgot about like the mishap and like the refund. So they were like, yeah, we're testing out this brand new plane. Nobody's ever flown on this plane. Like it was like a virgin plane. Like I was on the very first flight, which of course I had that moment too. Like, wait, have they flown this plane before? <laughs> like, are we actually the guinea pigs of this plane? Or are we just like the actual first people? So we walked through the little first class and they're like little tiny rooms. Like I never seen a plane like this. Have you seen these new planes yet? JetBlue really crushing it. Like it's, they're like tiny little rooms, like with little clothes, like they, you can close the, basically the little door of your room. And when we sat down, they announced that they're testing this new, like flight uh, meal plan. And so we are all going to get a full meal that we can like design on the computer, like on the little screen in front of you. And then we got like dessert and it was like a whole thing. And then we got these little blankets and these little to-go bags. And I just thought, like, why don't they always make flying that kind of experience? Like, it's very expensive for most people to fly. And like, they just make it like, like, you're just like these weird cattle sheep, just like being taken from one place to another and they don't give a fuck about you. And like, even the stewardesses were like so nice. It just felt like... This is like, I'll fly with them again. Like they, honestly, they made it such an experience. I mean, the food tasted like classic, but like, is there any airplane food that tastes good? I had one lasagna once that I was like, this is sick. I mean, it gave me like burning diarrhea afterwards, but it was like the best tasting airplane food I've ever tasted. (laughs) (laughs) That's gotta be hard. You become a chef and you think, oh, I love food. This is what I'm going to do. I don't know what ethnicity that is. Maybe his French. She's like, I love food. I'm going to cook food. And then you get a job working for American Airlines. You're like, I'm going to cook food on an airplane. That's okay. <laughs> I mean, what did I have? I'll tell you. I had mac and cheese and the chicken and the carrots. The carrots were like unusually cold. It was very bizarre. I was like, just serve everything hot. I feel like you can like really like hide more stuff with hot and the girl beside me was like so excited and her dad was behind her and she was just like talking to her dad the whole time. I'm like, why didn't you switch seats? I don't know. And then there was like, they gave us an ice cream sandwich and I, again, I didn't want to shit myself on the plane and the girl was like, have one. Oh my God, have one. It's an ice cream sandwich. Oh, and I forgot to say this. The girl sitting on the aisle seat was like, the girl who was like one of the designers of this. So she was just flying on that flight to like experience real live because they're doing it, for a london flight not to la because it's like five hours they're like we don't want to feed you for five hours but so i felt like really hesitant and then i'm like should i tell her that they taste like plastic because they tasted good but then they just like tasted like they've been heated in plastic and so they got like they got smoked by plastic would you have said something no way
1: i think i don't know because
0: it's like helpful right like it might be helpful for them to know but
1: also as a comedian I feel like you you may push yourself to live your life to mine material more than other people
0: what do you mean like
1: I feel like you would get a bit or a story out of like unsolicitedly telling a woman like the carrots taste like lean cuisine they got like so good but like
0: the best plastic I've ever had and then
1: see what happens
0: Yeah. I was like too nervous. Yeah. I was like too nervous to, uh, to tell her, but the girl was like raving about it. And then they gave us chocolate croissants while I was asleep and I thought it was kind of rude. The lady didn't even try to wake me up, but then I would have been pissed if she tried to wake me up too. I can't believe I can't, I can't remember if I talked about being blackout drunk before I left for LA. Did I tell, did I tell that story? I'm not a big drinker. And, uh, the night before I left, to this trip to Virginia and New York. I was like, I'll have a few drinks, the friend, whatever, who cares? I had like a few martinis and I don't even, I'm saying this on, on, on a recording. And then I somehow got home, like went to the airport, checked in my luggage with my dog, got on a plane, woke up in Atlanta and was like, where the fuck am I? Like, where am I? Like, I don't remember any of it. I just completely blacked out. So things are going pretty fucking well for me. That's where I wanted to go with that. Okay? I like I I just I don't understand how people can drink and that like is it is it cuz I can't process alcohol? Like I never and my mom used to always go like you're allergic to alcohol. Yeah. And I was like, "Okay, mom, cool. Well, am I allergic to bad grades too? You're not going to trick me with that." But I think she might be right. Like, I don't think my body processes alcohol in the correct way. Like, I just fucking black out. Like, and I remember this guy, like, coming after me, like, oh, you left this. Like, I left my ID at the counter or something. Like, I don't know how I still have all my shit. I hate that feeling, the next day feeling of when you get fucked up and you're going through all your shit, like, investigation work of, like, what did I leave? (laughs) Is my car okay? Like, just glad I didn't. What if I later find out that I actually did kill someone? <laughs> like, it, it, I, and I just think I got away with it, but I didn't. I can't even hit a squirrel. I've I've almost killed a car full of people over a tiny squirrel. I'm like, I can't do that. How can people just run over a, an animal and be like, "Whoop"? Safety first. Me first. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just like I just had a moment of like cringy thinking about like what it's going to be like to ever date in LA again. Like just the idea of dating LA in LA, like it just makes me so like, ugh. you're jaded, jaded. I'm jaded. You're jaded. You're being too cynical. I think I need a break. Like, I think I am going to take, I'm doing these every other week because you know, I had a little bit of a mental breakdown and, uh, <laughs> and I didn't, I don't know. I always thought people need to like, calm down like they're fine like this doesn't affect you that much <laughs> like take a break who cares? like I tell people to take breaks all the time but then when it comes to me I just feel like there's a voice inside my head that's like if you stop you'll die is that right I've been doing positive affirmations I'm really into it now yeah it's like a real thing and I actually do feel different afterwards do you have like do you ever do what are you saying I say stuff like I am beautiful inside. Now I am independent mentally, financially, and you know, like physically I am strong. I am, you know, stuff like that. I will be the first late night female host. Yeah. You know?
1: Now that is like more substantive than the other stuff that you said, but do do, I I still believe it? I I, I will not get a
0: hemorrhoid this month. Like I say stuff like very specific too. Yeah. 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 Well, no, I mean, I the other stuff is honestly like I catch myself going like you're a piece of shit. It's like what? No, I'm not. Like, why am I allowing this like shitty voice inside of me? Like I'm trauma bonded to my anxiety voice inside of me being like, you know, I'm just a piece of shit. Like I'll hear myself saying stuff like that out loud joking to people. But I think that has actually more weight than I'm aware of. Like, we don't know that we do this, but for example, like be like, I'm broke. Like, you know, every female comic starts being really dirty. Every white male comic starts being like, so I'm broke. I'm so broke. I eat a sponge the other day. You know, it's like don't say that shit out loud. Like vibrationally, it will make a difference. If every day you're like, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich. Like it attracts, it's law of attraction. It attracts those things to you. And, uh, I was just pushing too hard. I pushed too hard and I broke my brain. And like, I was like, I don't know if I should tell this story, but I was like feeling really shitty. Cause I get like really upset and I call my reps as if they're like friends of mine. You know, like I'll call my manager and I'm just like freaking out. I'm like, I don't know where to stay in New York. And he's like, you know, just breathe. Like, do you have somebody to talk to? You know, the thing I'm like, yeah, you dude. And then like, he has another client that, that he's with. And during the wedding, she was there and she told me, she's like, yeah, I was like, really not feeling well. So he invited me to stay at his vacation house. And I was like, what? What do you mean? (laughs) and then I felt like I'm the black sheep of the management company like you're inviting this other client to go hang out at your vacation home but you're just telling me to go talk to somebody what the fuck and then I'm like oh I get it he'll like be nicer to me if I make him more money (laughs) that is so fucked up so toxic but hey Brittany's almost free so I think the world will be okay She's just like posting weird, topless photos of herself. I did like that she posted this thing that was like, if you don't like this, literally fuck off. Like, yeah, you're Britney fucking Spears. Who cares? You hear a song of hers almost every day on the radio. Like how much money is she still making? How much, like how much money do you think she's worth? Yeah. Look it up. Let's look up. Let's take a quiz right now while you're, while Dylan is looking it up. Think of it yourself. Like, how much do you think Britney Spears is worth net value, including, like, estate value? Because I feel like she owns a few properties. Okay, go. Okay, I would say she's in the, like, 40, 50 million? Not far off. Okay. 60. 60 million. That's fucking...
1: Which is, like, not enough.
0: But that's, like probably network like that's not like everything in the air like she probably has more money coming to her endlessly right i mean residual wise just like from her music being copywritten
1: i feel like drake is worth like 250 million because he's
0: still putting out new music and she's he's probably has branding deals she probably has no branding deals anymore
1: yeah vegas doesn't pay enough
0: vegas doesn't pay enough coming from me. I'm like, I can barely sell tickets. Like, I don't know how people sell tickets. It's so wild. Like Bobby Lee has never had a non sold out show. Like, and he doesn't even want to do stand up. (laughs) So I decided new Jade, fucking chill. She's chilling. I'm just going to let things come to me because like I pushed too hard. I pushed so hard that I broke my own brain. I didn't think it was possible. I mean, I took all AP classes, you know, and I was fine. Like, remember when people were applying to college? Like, I, that's when I built all my anxiety and stress that, like, I set in for me for the rest of my life. Hmm. Oh, my God. Do we talk bravo? Oh, go.
1: Well, I just want to ask you, do you think you'd have more anxiety being stagnant or doing too much?
0: I think that...
1: Because I feel like if you weren't moving your your flip that's the thing i
0: move around in order to i move around in order to like deal with the anxiety like i never sit through it got it like i even i had a day off um yesterday and by day off i mean like i still did a bunch of stuff but like to me that's like a day off like i had a show at night incredible the life factory feels so fucking good right now also supernova You guys, if you're in L.A., you have to go see that show. Mark Saratella runs it. It is the most impressive, incredible venue I've ever performed in L.A. Have you been there? No,
1: what is so, like, I don't get, I've seen the pictures. It's beautiful. First of all, it's this
0: huge space in the middle of Hollywood. Uh It's like, you park, and parking sucks, but there's like a parking lot, and you walk around this little door, and it's this humongous venue. It holds like 200, 300 people. Uh It's outside, but it almost feels like, indoors because it's like encased with like all these huge screens all around Uh and they play like space screensavers basically. So it feels like you're in like this like stadium and the stage is all the way, it's a round stage. Mm -hmm. So there's just this like grand theatrical feeling to it that you don't get anywhere else and it's outside. So you do feel like a little better about, you know, like Delta variant and death. Um, Right. Right. Yeah. 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 And it just like, it, it's so good for me because my energy is like, it's too big for an inside venue. <laughs> I had a stain in my shirt earlier but I'm glad it's gone. I'm surrounded by my plants. I've had this plant. I got it at IKEA, which means it's not really even a real plant, no offense. Um and it's like I've had it for like like I it's it's survived multiple relationships. You should
1: talk to it better.
0: I talk to it. I think it's she's beautiful. She's come a long way. I mean,
1: you called her a fake plant.
0: Well, she, she's, you know what? She's more than a plant. She's a stable thing in my, she's a rock. She's my rock. Her name is Georgia.
1: She's a fake plant.
0: She's, well, she's not a fake plant, but you know how those plants like exist in Ikea and you're like, how are they living? Like they're not, they're like mutants. Right, right, right. She dies right after this podcast. She's like, (laughs) this is it. I've had enough. But you know, I'm so crazy that now I am thinking about that. And I'm like, when I have a little quiet moment with her. But yeah, supernova was like incredible. And I had this great conversation after the show, um, with another comic about like, can we be mentally healthy as comedians? Because what we do has so much, has so much to do with like such an incredible rush of adrenaline that you're not naturally getting from anywhere else. Like, unless you're like a sex addict or like a drug addict, I'm, Basically, a crackhead. Like, I'll do a show, I'm super tired. Like, I'm excited to do the show, but I'm like super fucking tired. I'm like, "Eh." and then I do the show, and then I come home and I scrub my floor with a toothbrush. Like, I'm basically like, what's the difference between me and a crackhead? I guess I make money getting high. But we were thinking about it. Like, me and these other comics talk about it all the time. Like, can we have a mentally healthy life when you're just getting like, a hit of drug every night, just aggressive hits of drugs. You're just fucking token <laughs> up, choking up, hitting up. What's it called when you do this thing?
1: Getting junked up.
0: Getting junked up. That's not it. Like when you like
1: when you shoot sh- heroin shoot in up. your
0: brain? Shoot up. You shoot up. I'm such a bad drug addict that I don't even know the terms. I don't know. I met this 93 year old man in Virginia and I was like, dude, if I was your age, I'd be straight up shooting heroin between my toes. And he's like, you never know what I've been up to. <laughs> he was kind of hot. I thought it was, it would be funny if I ended up going home with this guy blue his names blue, but his real name is something like elder or something like really crazy. Cool. old name, I
1: love the, the nicknames in the South. Nobody's called by their first name. I know. Very few people.
0: Yeah. Like, well, my, my mother-in-law, her name's Betty Jo. And I think that's the best name ever given to a human. Betty Jo. I'm like, Betty Jo. And she hates it. I wanted my sister to name the baby, like something like male name. And she was like, absolutely not. Oh my God. Is that Cheryl? Did someone steal my dog? That's literally Cheryl. Doesn't that look just like her? I've never seen a dog look more like my dog. Somebody stole Cheryl. That's
1: actually kind of. Terrifying. Isn't it? Yeah.
0: You know, it's like that feeling when you see somebody with the same luggage coming off of the carousel, and there is a feeling where you're like, Should I stop this person and be like, just double check that it's not my luggage? Do you want me to? (laughs) No, no, no. He had like a leash, like that wasn't my leash. If he had the same leash as me, I'd be like, He stole my dog. (laughs) No, she's just upstairs licking her wounds. I feel like a horrible, no more wire hangers. I like slammed the door on her foot. Fuck. I mean, what are you going to do? I was just talking, going to talk about something and I completely forgot. What? Oh, yeah. Bravo. Oh, bravo. It's been getting real good. I watched a New York episode last night. Countess Swann got very upset at Leah because Leah was like trying to lawyer up. Are you up to date? I stopped. What do you mean you stopped? What happened? It's fucking bad. You know, my problem with it, too many commercials. Like if I could just binge it, I'd be, I watch it all the time. Like the commercials make me feel like a piece of shit. I'm like, I'm wasting my life.
1: Don't you think there needs to be a passing of the guard? Like how so? Like I'm going to be sad yeah. saying goodbye like, women? to Ramona and Sonia and stuff. But like, why don't they get a little bit of a younger cast and pluck them from different parts of New York? Some there's a, a you want like
0: a Soho girl, You even a Harlem girl, a you want a Williamsburg, Williamsburg. On, yes, yeah. Wall
1: Street. One owns a gallery. Like, yeah. Let's fucking freshen it up a little bit. Ebony yeah. talking to Ramona, uh, to Ramona about anti- Ramona is a
0: place that you, we all go to. Unfortunately. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. Ramo- like. And then Ramona having like a token black friend. She's like, "We were friends already." Like, "No, you weren't, bitch. were a bitch we are on to you." By the way, you can still be racist and have black friends. Like what the fuck? It is so bizarre. I don't know. And it's like and it's like Bravo doing that thing where like SNL just auditioned black women for a while. Like, we no, we're on to you. It's like, okay, good. You're growing with the times. I was having a conversation about the non-binary thing too with my friend cuz she has a younger sister who's in it. And it's like almost becoming this it's like, it's swinging too far right with it. You know, because I'm like, I'm, I, I completely understand how this, this like system of like this structure that we all have, like male, female is completely broken. And it's like, why we're all fucked up. And instead of even talking about like, why are we all fucked up? We're just all like taking anxiety medication and like numbing ourselves to it versus being like, let's, let's reprogram the construct and the things that are holding us back. But it's like, yeah, we'll let the younger generation do it. And I just realized I'm old the other day because I saw something that made me go like, oh! "There's this rapper named Lil Uzi." You know, like na 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 na, na. that song. You get it. And uh, he had a like pink diamond this size, like the size of a quarter, installed onto his forehead. Like, so it just, it's just there all the time. Like immediately my immigrant brain is like, don't go to Brazil. You'll get that shit stolen immediately. And then you'll be a little hole on the forehead. <laughs> little forehead hole. That's a really good rapper name. Yo, I'm a little forehead hole and I'm here to talk about my third eye. Yeah. I was just like, I, I can't imagine what it's li- like. Like, how can you sleep? It just feels so painful. How, even- how do they even do it? Do you know? I mean, can you imagine if you were just that guy, you dress like this, but you just have a fucking diamond? Do
1: I know how the, the logistics of... Of a in-
0: diamond insertion?
1: Implanting a gem in your face?
0: You might. You have like <laughs> random factoid things, you know?
1: No, I don't. Unfortunately, I, uh, I would imagine they just <laughs> drill a little hole. It's really it's fucking intense
0: but like you're always gonna have a fucking hole in your forehead right like it, it, you can't you can't go back from that i mean his whole face is tattooed i'm gonna look this up yeah look it up it's pretty crazy little uzi and uh, i listen to his music and i'm like okay no no like the famous songs that he has are pretty good but then he also got a tattoo on his tongue down the middle of his tongue he got like this line with a bunch of little checks so it looks like a football and i have to admit that made me, that made me laugh all out when I saw it, like when he stuck his tongue out and it was like a tiny little fucking football. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I'll give that to him. But that's like the Gen Z attitude of like, this is right now I'm in the present. I'm doing things that make me happy in the present. And like, my body is just this like vessel. And I don't know, here I am like with my mom being like, you can't even shave your legs until you're 16.
1: This is fucking terrifying.
0: Isn't this terrifying? The diamond is beautiful. I mean,
1: I mean, it's a a forever wound.
0: It's a forever like chunk out of your forehead. It's wild. Like I saw it and I was like,
1: Holy shit.
0: (laughs) I know. I, I was pretty shocked. Are you guys shocked? I mean, I don't know. Maybe kids don't even think it's a thing. You know what I mean? Like
1: I'll put a picture in, but in order to do this, you have to split your face. Oh, Like, there's so much blood. (gasps)
0: Where do you want to put a photo? Right here? Yeah,
1: I'll put it right there.
0: What? (laughs) You know, people are like, your third eye. He's like, you're my third hole in the forehead. (laughs) I know. And then, like, you run into a wall, the pain that you feel. Like, can people touch it? Is it soft to the touch? Cause I got my nipple pierced and I did not like that shit being played with. You know, that's like the whole point. People like have a kink with it. Like I, it made it so sensitive that I was like, no, 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 don't come near it. And people like, you know, Cardi B has like a diamond thing here on her chest, like installed here. And it's like, I don't know, it's cool, but it's like, and then you think about like the kids who had to make that diamond. You know what I mean? Like some young child had to go in a hole somewhere to like scrape that diamond off of a piece of rock. Some, some like rapper kid is like, yo, let me get that diamond on my forehead B. And who's the guy who invented it? He's faking, he's making money. He, the guy who came up with the diamond installation came up with it as a joke and he never thought anybody would fall for it. And now everybody's doing it. (laughs) He's like, Oh shit. I was kidding.
1: How? You had a piercing there? Like
0: Oh, that's infected. I, I
1: think it got infected cuz it looks like mangled as fuck and like
0: <gasps> Oh, so the diamond is covering up old damage. Like we
1: might as well just cut this bulbous fucking scar out of my face and put a giant diamond
0: there. Uh, I mean, it makes me cringe so much. I don't even like how big my ear hole is. Like I've been thinking about closing it up again and re-piercing it. Just cuz I want to feel like a virgin again. You know what I mean? Just want to close it up and then new piercing. I love the way piercings feel. So hey, I get the whole like body mutilation thing, but to a T, like I mean, to a point, you know, you see people that are like covered in it. Like, how does that guy have sex? Like he loves pain so much at this point. Are people just punching him in the dick? <laughs> like, does he even enjoy soft sex? Because it looks like he loves pain. And like mutilation, it's like, you're like, yeah, just bite my dick. Bite my dick as hard as you can. (laughs) That's how I picture a little Uzi. Oh, and then all that controversy with the baby. You saw that happen. The baby.
1: Oh, the baby?
0: The baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like was like, yo, if you got HIV, like he said all this stuff about people with HIV.
1: Nasty diseases. Put your phone down or something. Yeah.
0: And then he's like, and if your pussy tastes like water. And I was like, come again? And I think about that all the time because people are like, my pussy tastes like this. It's like, it should taste like nothing. It if it tastes like something, go to the doctor. But like water, that's pretty funny. It's like, we can't say anything anymore in any context. I mean, I'm not defending him. I think he's like, it's horrible what he said. It's fucking awful. Like Madonna called you out, dude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, but it's like, You can't even have these little moments where you say something in a joking way because everything is going to get taken out of context because people are angry and people want to make an example out of you. It's like, why even put yourself in that situation? Why even have a podcast that you do every day? I don't know how people do an everyday podcast. I saw some interview with um, Conan O'Brien and he's like, dude, oh my God, having a show every night, just the stress of having to write it every day and make it better every day. And I'm like, quit already so I can take your
1: job. (laughs) You want that, though. You want to be a late night host?
0: I do. Yeah, oh that's like when God. I imagine the biggest thing, that would be the thing. Because you know what? I, I wish that I had like an actual team that was like helping me in my every day. Like I see these shows of like these rich people of these glam squads, like Erica Jane. $40,000, by the way, on her squad.
1: expensive to be hurt.
0: It's expensive to be her. I just didn't want to go with the same rhythm just in case. Yeah. Uh-huh, I understand. <laughs> but like, I see that and I'm like, I need to pay a group of people to pretend to be my friends. I want, I want that. Like, I want a makeup artist who is like, oh, this is what I was going to tell you. So <laughs> I went to Zumba the other day, back to life, real life Zumba, just in time to catch the Delta variant. And um, it's now in this like Glendale space that's like a weird bar mitzvah like very glamorous. Like there's chandeliers and it's this beautiful space. And I got there a little late and somebody had taken my spot. I have like a really big thing with mirror space in exercise classes and people that don't share mirror space. I'm like, like this girl who used to come to class all the time, like she's kind of like, doesn't share the space. Like, you know, you're supposed to be in a window, like you're every other person so that the person behind you still has mirror space. Okay. Share the mirror space. So I get there a little late. So I'm upset because I don't have my spot. <laughs> the stuff I get upset about is ridiculous. So I'm like kind of trying to inch this girl to the left a little so I can have mirror space. Anyway, the class starts and he, my instructor is just on one. You can tell when he's like in a good mood, he's just kicking her ass. And all of a sudden this guy walks into the class and he goes from like a 10 to like a 15. He's just like trying to show off to this because there's never been a man in class. I've been taking Zumba for like maybe eight years. I've never seen a man in a class. Cam did one with me a while ago and it kicked his ass and he's like in really good shape. So I was like, Whoa. So this guy comes in and it's like the most fun class I've ever been to. Cause there's male energy. So all the women are like dancing at their hardest and the instructor is like dancing at his hardest. And the guy was like really good looking black dude. with like really beautiful eyes. And, and then the, the class ends and I go to take a photo with the instructor and I like a little trade with him, you know, um, about posting and, and he's just like, Oh my God, can you take a picture of me and this guy and blah, blah, blah. And like quickly I realize he's like some actor in something, you know, and I'm taking a picture of them and, and then my instructor comes up and he's like, I saw him in deep skin. Oh my God, he's so hot, blah, 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 you know? And like, I get curious and I just go to look him up and I'm like deep skin. And I'm looking everywhere like deep skin. What is this? Was he like in a porn? What's a deep skin, you know? And then I find it and it's called Skin Deep, the show that he's on, okay? Skin deep. My fucking Hector, my instructor, I told him, I was like, it's called Skin Deep, Hector. Very different show. And he's like, ah, Miss Makosa. Which just means same thing. It's such an immigrant thing to do. When you correct them, they're like, ah, same shit. Is it? Because deep skin sounds like a different cut.
1: What is this show?
0: Skin deep? I don't know it. I didn't watch it.
1: The photo is like...
0: I think it's a gay show. It's like a show about gay men that dance, maybe? There's got to be some dance in it.
1: Okay, because... You remember Blue, who you were talking about?
0: Blue? Oh, yeah, my 93-year-old lover?
1: Yeah, Yeah, like...
0: Yeah. Wow, oh my God, I've never caught... Oh, bizarre. (laughs) Oh, what is this? (laughs) Can we insert a photo of this? There's so many more questions. It's just every ethnicity. It says, we are the world as a show? Yeah, that's the guy that is like zoomed in on. Wait, I feel like I want to watch this now. This is so bizarre. It literally looks like a casting call for every show put together. It's like an old man, an old couple. Oh, I think it's a bunch of different couples. Wait, okay. So then there's like screens of different ones and they go blah, 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 as Darius, blah, 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 as best boy, blah, 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 as first assistant director. Hmm. I think it is a gay show. Anyway, I followed him on Instagram because I was like, I wonder if he'll follow me back. He didn't. And then I was like, maybe I should DM him. And then I'm like, no, he's going to think I'm not going to throw it. I'm too scared. But, uh, during the class, he kept doing like, you got it. And I couldn't tell if it was like a gay, you got it or like, you got it. You know, you never know now. You never fucking know, but it was just so funny to see my instructor, like really doing it up for him. Deep skin. <laughs> Such a mom move. It's like well, my mom. That's what I said. Deep skin. How are we doing on time?
1: You stop talking.
0: Me? Yeah. How are we doing? I can stop whenever I want.
1: 45. Yeah. Oh,
0: pretty good. You
1: hit it, dude.
0: I hope I didn't kill my dog. I just show up. She's like, I would die. You know, what's funny now that I've been doing the positive affirmations. And if you guys need help, by the way, hit me up. Cause I've been doing a lot of research. Like there I'm, I don't think I'm bipolar. I know I'm not bipolar. I've seen some specialists, but I definitely like g- listen to my anxiety voice more than my guttural voice. And I have to literally trick myself into being positive. Like I have all these funny songs that I am because I'm negative, you know, but like, it, I honestly, like my anxiety voice is much louder than my like third eye, third hole on the forehead voice. And so if you guys ever need help finding these positive affirmations, Oh wait, I have new, I'm, I have new merch. That's exciting. I'll tell them about that. Really? Yeah, I do. I have these like water pads that you can write notes in the shower And on the top, it says, um, great ideas come when you're wet, which I thought was really funny. And, um, so I'm going to be selling those, but I'm also a little bit on the road. I think we're going to be releasing this next, next, or maybe this Monday. We'll see. I think next, next, we haven't figured out when we're going to release these videos yet, but we're going to have little clips and all that little fun stuff that we haven't done in a while. Look at this beautiful set. Look at my drawing by Sarah Hyland. How sick is that from when we used to be at the comedy store? Um I'm going to be in Texas. Oop. Shite. I'm going to be in Texas August 5th through the 7th. I'm going to be in San Antonio at the LOL Club there. Real excited. And then I'm going to be doing a one-nighter um in Austin that's presented by Comedy Hub Houston, which I'm really excited about. Might get canceled because of all this shit that's going on. But, you know what? If you're out there Come look me up. I also have some October dates. I'm going to be taking September off. You know, I'm trying to focus on my mental health, which when people say that, I'm like, get it together, you crazy bitch. But now that I'm going through it, I'm like, oh yeah, I really need to like take a pause and really figure out what's going on with me. Um, But I wanted to go on to Patreon really quick and thank all my Patreon people. Let's see, where are they? I should really pre-prep this. Um, all right, here we go. We're in here. I feel like Patreon makes it kind of hard to find your Patreons, your patrons. Okay. A little shout out to my patrons. Abel. What's up, dude? Love you, man. Brett. Sophia, Jeff, G Collins, Zach Childs, thank you for the very sweet message. I appreciate you. Dub, Jose Gale, Ace Poet001, and of course Matt Zofchak. I love you dudes. I love you ladies. Pretty sure that guy stole my dog. So I'm going to go off and uh, chase him down. And um, oh, yeah. So this is also going to be up on my YouTube channel. We didn't talk about that. The videos are going to be up on my YouTube channel. And then the audio is going to be up the regular way. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. I hope you guys have a great day. You got jaded. Hey, jaded, jaded like you anticipated. Hey, haters going to hate it. And yeah, it's X-rated. Let my words get you faded. Mano, vamos ficar jadeada Ah, vamos lá